Hello? Can you say something? Can you say something? Hey, Mari, what's up? Can I interview you right after this so we can have, like, four interviews as of now? That works? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Way to, like, ask that as soon as I start filming or recording. Okay. So, can you please say your name and your year at Antioch? I'm Alyssa Navarrete. I'm a first year at Antioch College, and... I am in charge of this project with Mari Smith, who will be interviewing me. Thanks. Um, is this, was this in the order that we had it on the sheet? I guess it doesn't matter. Mm, yes. Like when the Did we ask, is race not real, the very first question? Yes. I feel like, okay. So, Alyssa Navarrete, how do you feel about the statement, race is not real? Um, I really like that statement or I like asking people about that because race is a very subjective thing I've come to learn since the definition of race in the United States at the very least has been changed multiple times to fit the agenda of the, po the politicians and depending on what they want or what they're trying to gain they'll change it like for example many times Hispanics have to check white instead of Hispanic and that has changed several times throughout the years to like affect the census, affect um, affect various things that politicians are trying to gain control over, which has evidently worked. And I mean, while I feel race itself isn't real, I feel it's race isn't real, but race racism is very real. Can you define why you believe racism is real when race isn't? Because race is used, it's, it was used to create the social construct to be used against us, which created racism. So like while race isn't real, it's used as another way to categorize us in a negative way in America, at the very least, from what I've experienced. So that's kind of a quite, that was like an answer I wasn't expecting from you, TBH. Um, but like, what are some... What are some specific instances <laughs> in which you felt like race doesn't apply? Okay, because biologically, like, we have different, like, races of people, right? Mm -hmm. Do you agree with that statement? In a sense, yes, but I think the better term would be ethnicity instead of race, because those are two different things, and everyone uses race as, like, a blanket statement, and it's very hard to define, like, what ethnicity you are and what race you are, because it's like, yeah, I'm Mexican-American because I was born here and my family's from Mexico, but then what about the people that were born in Mexico but their other parent is American? Because that also makes them Mexican-American. And there's like, there's just so many, there's like one definition for like so many different variations of a person. So it makes it very confusing in a very like gray area. So how do you feel about the statement, race is not real? Because clearly you intellectually disagree with it mm -hmm. but does it make you mad does it make you do you agree like do you feel like that it's empowering i feel like it's empowering for some people of color like for me in particular i felt at first i was like race is real because racism is real like right obviously that was my very first thought but after um doing a little bit more research there's this video from Vox. They have like their own Snapchat thing and they're like a news station kind of thing. They made a video about how 
race isn't real, but racism is because the definition of race is very subjective and it's just always changed. And it's like we don't change the definition of the color black for like a crayon, but you can change it like for the color black of a person. Interesting. Um, so what are your feelings and thoughts on the POC culture of Antioch's campus? I felt... My very first quarter here, I felt very, like, strange and, like, an outsider, and I felt like I was constantly being judged. But, I mean, I think that just comes with, like, being a freshman anywhere, to be honest. But I've come, like, very close to a lot of the POC on campus because of the POC group and, like, just the fact that they're so welcoming and they're so accepting and they really understand you and they're very supportive of you even if they don't 100% agree with you all the time or if they're not experiencing the same thing. I think they're very good at like cultivating this sense of family that you're missing like miles away from home. So, so you believe that POC culture is a positive thing on Antioch's campus? Within POC, I think it is a very positive thing. Um, outside of POC, I think a lot of non-POC people on campus are people that choose not to be a part of the POC group on campus. I think they have a lot of negative thoughts about it, and I think it makes them uncomfortable, which, I mean, I think I think it does make people uncomfortable, and that's reasonable, but it's also like the LGBT queer-centered group doesn't make people uncomfortable. Um, women's group doesn't make people uncomfortable, so it's like, why is it that the second we want to make a POC group, it makes people uncomfortable? So you believe... From what I understand you're saying is that POC culture within itself is a very good thing, but it's perceived negatively by the broader culture? Yes. Why do you think that is? I think just because we're people of color, and I think just like the history that comes with people of color and like blacks, like the very first thing people think of is segregation, slavery, every, like it's just has so many negative connotations. And I think it makes people uncomfortable to think about the past that they might, they might not have actively participated in, but it's still a part of their culture as much as it is a part of our culture. Um, so coming off of that, what kind of social constructs do you feel contribute to racism specific to our campus? Um, sexism, feminism, I mean, Like, even within POC, it's very clear that the men of color on campus aren't as active in the group. And I think they try to separate themselves. I think that they, they only come around when they want to. And they only do it when it's, like, convenient for them, besides a few of them. But I think... I mean, even in POC itself, you can see the difference between, like, the more feminist POC and there's, like, there's still, like, this patriarchal thing, which is in every culture, but I think it, like, just further proves that every little thing can affect you in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I understand. So within POC culture, there is a piece of sexism because the women are more involved. Um, there's racism because you're saying it's part of an embarrassing past of normal white culture, if I understand correctly. Um, 
so those two things are things that exist in our campus and are actively hurting us. Is that what you're saying? That sexism and racism exists on our campus? Yes, I do think it exists on campus. I mean, I think from the outside at the first glance, you don't see it because we're such like a social justice oriented school. And I think to like the naked eye, it seems like everything's fine. But when you look at people's actions deeper and instead of just their words, I think you can like get a better glance at or better look into how exactly like even unconsciously we have like sexism and like patriarchal views like instilled in us just from the way that society is as a whole and from where we grew up as and how our parents um, decided to raise us and how we had different experiences in school that while very like slightly like variations of it were very different I guess but in the end we had like a lot of us had the same end result where we have these values instilled in us that we're not completely aware of that exist. Would you say this is a college campus issue or an Antioch issue? I would say this is a college campus issue. I mean, I think Antioch handles it differently than many other college campuses because we've been told that throughout this whole process that we've handled it very diplomatically and like we never, like our first thing wasn't very petty, I guess, in a sense, like we didn't right away go to the news station and be like, Antioch doesn't want to give us this and this and that, and we haven't caused all this commotion, I feel, which is a very different approach from many different colleges, and while their approach is successful, for the most part, it's also very dangerous. Okay, so please explain the POC disappearance action to us in your own words, as well as, well as why you feel it was impactful if you believe it was impactful? The POC disappearance was, we were at a POC meeting and we were talking about the housing issues and the other issues about our demands that we requested last quarter and how we hadn't gotten a response yet, although our response was due like week three and it was like week four or five by then. So we were kind of thinking, brainstorming about what we could do. And in the end, we decided that it would be very impactful if we all disappeared it for a day just to test it and see if people would even notice that the people of color were, were like gone or if people would be like happy about it, if people would be sad, if people would be like texting us and messaging us worried about it. Um, and it was also just like a day for us to think things through, to talk about it, to see the different point of views from like all the POC that we could get to come. And I think it was very helpful in the end after talking about it all day to various POC that might not come to regular POC meetings. I feel their perspectives were changed, their concerns and issues were addressed. I think it was very productive. Um, so right now, like we did do our first two interviews from a prospective point of view, but from in retrospect, um, do we believe that like, like did you did anyone get messages? Did like did where we talk to about like yeah um looking back at it a few of us did get messages not all of us got messages asking us where we were the word did get out so some people you know some people found out and knew what we were doing but there were a few people who who got like a ton of messages saying like hey where are you you're supposed to be here and i feel like they weren't as concerned or like worried about us in a sense, but they were more like, why aren't you here? Why? Um, 
like I feel like their first thought was like, oh man, like lazy, unreliable, disrespectful. Like I think I feel like that's probably what people thought the very first when we didn't show up. But I think when they found out why we didn't show up, I think it like just challenged their views on like their unconsciously the views that they had like in the very beginning rather. So as a result of this, and this was a, a reaction, or not a reaction, it was a demonstration for that, but also for the POC hall. And can you explain that and like what, like just kind of like why we decided to do it, not just for the disappearance, but also for the hall? Um, when we first made our list of demands, which included the hall and which then resulted in the disappearance for the hall, it was due to uh, like solidarity, safety. Um, there have been a few incidents on campus that didn't directly happen to me, but they happened to people that were close to me and people who weren't close to me, but all of them, almost all of them were anonymous, which is very disturbing because it shows that this person knew it was wrong, but they chose to do it anyways. And it's very tactful that they chose to do it anonymously and that they did it in such a way that no one caught them. They did it in such a way that they they had to have like studied these people and their habits and when they were gonna be out of their room, they waited for this person. And I mean, it, it distilled like this fear in a lot of us, I feel, like even myself of like uncomfort knowing that something could happen to you, like even at Antioch, because Antioch is a very, it's a very, very safe campus. It's like a really safe town, minus like the tourists that come and go. But I think at first I felt very safe all the time. People leave their door unlocks. People, you know, we work on the honor code and that, you know, people just assume that's gonna be respected. But then when something like this happens and it happens to all women and all these women just happen to be people of color, you know, it can't just be a coincidence. And it made us very uncomfortable. And this was one of our solutions that we saw could like at least temporarily ease us in the sense of need or in our time of need. So do you believe that having a POC hall is a form of self-segregation? Why are we not? Make sure not to like move your hand around too much because I can like hear it. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. No, I can just edit it out, but just be more work for me. Yeah. Sorry. It's okay. Um, I don't believe that this is a form of self segregation at all. I think people are only labeling it as that because we're people of color. I mean, it's been brought up many times through various different people that um, they're only using this word segregation because we're people of color when. There's a women's only hall, but people don't call that segregation. There's a men's only hall, people don't call that segregation. We have the gender neutral hall that no one calls that segregation. But the second you bring racism, race, color, the, se the second you bring these words into the conversation, everyone automatically thinks Jim Crow, slavery, segregation. And I think that just adds on to the issue here of racism on campus. And I mean, we're not trying to segregate ourselves. We're trying to feel comfortable and safe. And we want to have this sense of community like within ourselves, which I feel can also teach us like a great appreciation for our cultures. I think being away from home has taught me a lot 
about appreciating my culture. And it's nice to be around other people of color color because it teaches me like how to better appreciate my culture and like it teaches me more about their culture it teaches me more about myself and about like I now better understand why things are done and how things are done I think and I mean you can't share something that you're not knowledgeable about and I think this hall can also help us with that Arguably, going to college can be like a very fragmenting process. We all are displaced from our homes and we're kind of put into a new foreign environment. And I think everyone goes through that. So without this person of color hall, POC hall, what have you done so far to kind of help? Or like you explained, like you helped appreciate, like you learned how to appreciate your culture again. What are some experiences you've had with that? I think... I mean, I don't think I saw it at first, but I think now that we've been talking about it more, I realized, um, like, well, I didn't necessarily miss, I did miss my family, but I guess I didn't miss them as much as most people did, but I more missed just, like, like little things that happened in my family that I didn't realize were specific to our culture and, like, things that I never thought that I would, like, not be able to get here, like, going to Walmart and not being able to find like one of my favorite foods because they don't sell it here which is very strange to me at the very first um glance what food is it? lemon chips and sopita and big jars of pickles um yeah that was very distressing for me that was I mean everyone was like oh you're gonna have culture shock when you move to Ohio and I didn't until that moment. I wanted to like cry in Walmart. I wanted to like lay down in the middle of the aisle because I couldn't find the food that I was craving that like my grandma used to make me all the time. And I mean, I think that's that's probably what like impacted the most, I guess. And I also like it's just strange how they tried to spread all the POC. They tried to spread us out throughout the entire entirety of North Hall, basically, since that's where all the first years are. And we still ended up finding each other. I mean, both of my best friends are Hispanic. There was also like the other group of the Mijas, which were the rest of the Hispanics, basically. And it's just strange that they're trying so hard to separate us, but we still want to find each other for the sense of comfort. And I think that's due to the fact that they're trying so hard to separate us. So would you say there's a conflict of interest between... So you... Mm. So you would say that they were deliberately separating the people of color within our halls? I would say yes. I think Antioch tries to come off as like a very diverse place. And at times, a few of us have even felt like it's to the point where we only got into Antioch because we're people of color. Like they needed to fill the, this quota of people of color and that's what helped us get in because a lot of us don't feel like we are as like intellectual as other people on campus and I mean I think that says a lot about the way that we're taught like the workload we get how we handle it and um it instills like a lot of doubt in ourselves like knowing that colleges are trying so hard to be diverse and it feels as if they're trying so hard that they just want like this picture picture perfect thing to attract more students especially here at Antioch since we're like trying to gain more students since we're just a startup school. But then you come here and it's not really as diverse as it seems, especially since we have like a really terrible retention rate and even worse in people of color in itself.
Do you feel a POC hall is necessary in a small liberal arts campus like Antioch? Kind of answered that, but just like kind of expand on like why it's necessary in small liberal arts campuses, I guess. I think it's necessary in small liberal arts campuses like Antioch and like specifically this campus because we're so small. Um, like everyone knows everything. It's really hard to keep secrets because we're so small and it's just, I think it's necessary because we need a place to go to, to like relax and to just feel comfortable and to bond. And I feel like on a bigger campus, there's like, it's easier to detach yourself, but on a smaller campus like this, like you're, you're basically friends with everyone. And sometimes like, like, you know, sometimes people exhaust you even if they're your friends. And I think it's necessary to have a space where we can go any time of the day to like get a break from that. Because it's like, while you, you might like love everyone on campus, you still might, they still might tire you out. Um, one concept that was introduced to us on that one day of disappearance was like the concept of educating or feeling like you have to be that person to educate and to be level-headed and explain things to people. Can you explain more about that responsibility and how it impacts your education? I think right now it impacts my education because, or not necessarily, it's, I think it impacts every person of color's education on campus because it's like, it's not, it's not our responsibility to teach these people, but at the same time, like most of us don't mind doing it. And like, it was said that some white people feel like they, they're scared to ask and they're scared to interact with us because we feel like we're going to attack them. But in reality, like none of us have ever done that, but I think... A few of us do, like, we do get frustrated having to explain ourselves over and over and over in our own homes and our own time when we're trying to, like, get away from the stress of Antioch as it is, but, because, and I think the way that I think about it is, like, when you go home, you don't have to explain yourself. After, like, a long day of school, like, in high school, when you went home to your family, you never had to explain yourself because they were your family, they just knew, and they, like, that's where you learned your culture from, basically, from your family, that's what you grew up with, so you never had to explain yourself. And here it's just this constant stress of not being able to feel normal because everything you do is questioned. I think that can be very tiring and stressful mentally. What does it mean to ha what does it mean to you to have culture in your life? Um it means to me that it's just something that makes us unique and it's something that gives people something to bond over. It gives you um, like a sense of warmth inside of you, I guess. Wait, can you say like culture is like a word? Culture. Well, I mean like say like culture. Well, okay, know. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think culture gives you like a sense of warmth. It gives you a sense of like stability. It makes you, culture is like what makes you unique. Like even in like Mexican culture, there are like small variations, and it's interesting to see how different families can variate that, kind of like how languages have like their own little different variations, and I think that's really interesting, but it also just gives you, it's, it's like another part of what makes you you, so when like someone's constantly questioning you on why you're yourself, it kind of brings like the sense of displacement to yourself after a while, because it's like, well, if everyone's questioning me, then am I doing the right thing? Is this wrong? Um, and it's kind of like uncomforting to feel this place like that.
Okay, one last question. Um, so, yeah, what did you write? Yellow Springs was once a place of great diversity as well as a safe haven for people of color, greatly due to Antioch College. Do you think we can regain this once again? And when you came here, did you feel that responsibility or that drive or that mission? Um, when I came here, before coming here, I did feel that and I thought it was going to be like really cool and I was like all for it, real into it, right? But then when I came here, I feel like it's something that they're trying too hard for and I think that like this is, I think diversity in a sense are like most things come naturally and you can't force it. So I think I think we are striving for it, which is good. Like we should strive to be diverse and to be social justice and to be a place where everyone can feel comfortable, but I think you can't force it because then the feelings aren't real and then people that do come here feel forced to have these feelings rather than to learn from others and to gain this on their own. Okay, that was the last question. Thank you, Alyssa.